And I'm Aaron Frantel from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Some of my best friends rode the short bus. I'm leaving you in charge. What's your name? Steve. Steve? Yes. And you work in your security for Yes, so I am. got the black box right. colors on. We had some complaints. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, complaints. Like what kind of stuff? Noise. Noise. Yeah. Noise. Like, yeah. Like, what? Like drunk people making noise. Yeah. Like, they're like, uh, it's, it's a drunken crowd up here. Because you guys uh, handle it. No, yes. That call. No, that's the call that we got, though. But I appreciate you guys keeping it down for me. Yeah. So you guys have just won a urinal yeah. for bringing the most beer. How do you feel about that? Amazing. Good job, man. It's a proud, proud day in the Iowa Brewers Union history. What's up, bitches? Well, J-Bone is alone in the studio tonight. For now, anyway. Hopefully, uh, we're going to have Mr. Warren showing up later. He was uh, busy at his new store, Homebrew University, which is very cool. And uh, Forrest is going to be calling in later, talking to, his, talking to us about his trip out west and uh, the mad amount of breweries he toured, which is going to be pretty exciting. He should be calling in just about 8.30, I think. And... Uh, so we got a pretty good show tonight. We're going to talk about, uh, just kind of do a recap on NHC. I apologize to everyone, the lack of shows we've been doing, but J-Bone's been a busy boy between the brew club, the band, and uh, Warren opening his store. I've been helping out a little bit down there when I can. wish I could help out a lot more because uh, the store is beautiful, and uh, I think he's been open for about 10 days now, and it's, uh, it's doing pretty good, which is very cool, very encouraging. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, new people coming in, like, what the hell is the deal here? And people are already, uh, he's already gotten a really good reception from the town. And the good news is the college kids aren't even back yet. So when they come back, I think he's going to do even better, 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 which is very cool. So NHC, Philadelphia, completely ridiculous. I want to give a shout out to, uh, Danny Wiseass, uh, who let us shack up with him. He was gracious enough to let us crash on his computer couch. Computer couch, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> got too much shit going on here on his uh, couch in his room. Uh, we were right across from the conference hotel, which was really cool. And Philadelphia, man, let me tell you how much there is to do down there. Um, between just the uh, the market alone was insane. I don't think I saw every store that was in there. Any kind of food you want, pretty much at your disposal. My only complaint was it closed at 6 o'clock, because I actually wanted to go back and get some gumbo at Beck's Cajun place, but uh, they closed at 6. I was really hoping for another bowl of gumbo. But yeah, if you've never been to Philly, uh, I recommend going just for the market alone, the terminal market. Incredible. Yeah, Philly was great. We got to uh, we got to hang out with some of the BN guys. We um, we actually did a, a before party with uh, Lagunitas, which was really cool. Uh, 
we hung out with Tasty up there and uh, Mitch Steele and the guys from Lagunitas. And it's pretty funny. The salesman uh, from Lagunitas, one of the sales force, uh, grew up with some of the same people I did. So that was kind of cool. Uh, small world. And he lives local. We're going to be getting him. His name's Trevor. We're going to be getting him into the studio coming up pretty soon. He's going to come in and hopefully bring us a shit ton of Lagunitas beer and tell us, give us sort of an insight on the sales end of uh, the brewing world. And he's a real cool guy, man, Trevor. If you guys had a chance to meet him out at NHC, you'll know how cool he is. Yeah, but NHC was completely ridiculous. I guess next year is going to be Grand Rapids. We're really looking forward to that. And uh, we haven't decided on a theme for the bar yet, but uh, we're, we're definitely going to do something. Looks like Warren has just arrived into the... Uh, homebrew studio look he's got his homebrew u shirt on he looks very tired he probably just got out of work and uh oh and he brought us something some what did he bring what'd you bring cuvee renee lambique oh where'd you get that a goose a lambique and ah lagunitas i was just just telling our audience about lagunitas and that we're gonna get trevor up here soon you got some wtf nice I want to try that. And we also have to try, Warren, we have the um, the commemorative beer, the Rye Saison. Very good beer. Uh, hold on. Let me unmute you. Try again. It's a very good beer. Um, not yet. Not yet. There we go. Now I got you. It's a very good beer. Yeah, there's a set of cans right there for you. I'm having some issues with the audio on this end of the studio, so I have to keep the speakers down in here. Okay. I, for some reason, this this knob that usually turns my speakers up in here doesn't work at all. Your knob doesn't work? My knob is not working, so that's okay <laughs> because I think pretty soon this board is going to be replaced. Don't tell my wife, but really? I, I got my eye on a new board. Yeah, it's like fucking three grand, but <laughs> <laughs> Oops. like I said, don't don't tell her yet. I was just uh, telling everyone how good NHC was, and I started to hit a little bit on like the before party we went to, hung out with Trevor from Lagunitas, Tasty from um, the BN, and uh, Mitch Steele, and I friggin' forget his name, the guy, the brewer from Lagunitas, and I, I should have it here somewhere. I fucking, why do I always forget his name? Um, give me a minute, I'm going to think of it. How was work? Were you Very, busy, uh, Were you busy, busy today? today? Yeah. We really? About, we had about 100 people through the store today. Really? And you <laughs> had said that, oh, Saturdays kind of suck, you know, they're a little slow. No, I didn't say that exactly. but No, but you, you had said that you were considering, like, Saturdays weren't doing so good at first, but, I mean, it was only one, right? Right, that you it was were only the one. So today was slamming? Today was slamming. That's good. That's slamming awesome. nonstop since we opened the door at 10. A lot of new people and stuff? Yeah. Tons of new people. That's killer. brew beer. Wanting to brew? Yep. I guess that's going to be par for course, right? You're going to... I guess you could sell them a gift certificate and say, hey, listen, if you hold on to it, you know, another month, just wait, hang out another month, man. <laughs> I'm hoping like two weeks. Are you kidding me? Or whatever, yeah. Don't don't drive to South Jersey yet, you no, know? They're, they're holding off. They like the store, the, the way the store looks. It's nice. and The store is beautiful. And if you guys um, haven't seen it yet, look up Homebrew University on Facebook. There's some pictures there. Do you have any recent pictures with, like, all the stock and everything? Um, not Well, the stock is gone now, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's a good problem to have, my friend. Um, no, we don't have new pictures, but we have some pictures of stuff that we've done, so you can see the store through them. Um, 
and it's not actually Homebrew University at Facebook. It's uh, Homebrew University Main Street Facebook. There's two pages. Okay. One, so one's defunct. One got hacked into that we had to. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think I, up another. I actually think Final Gravity might have gotten hacked. I've been getting some crazy shit lately, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case. But that's the norm, I guess, these days, right? Oh yeah, you 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 get enough people looking at your shit, and eventually somebody's gonna hack it. Yep, like like us on Facebook. We're at uh, with the first Facebook and our Facebook, we're at almost 500 likes. So nice. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, don't forget tell your friends if they're ever in Jersey to stop. Uh, at Hackettstown and stop at Homebrew U and then right around the corner you have B. McNally's nice Irish bar with like 37 faucets right it's right. pretty good for our neck of the woods right. man I know we're, we're no Oregon but that that's a pretty nice selection of taps right across the street too there's Marley's with a lot of bottle selection and they have some good stuff on draft not as many as B's but they're getting there too and we're kind of hoping that Hackettstown is a revival so yeah and once uh, Joe Fish opens up hopefully that's going to turn it on its ear and we're going yeah. to become a little little beer mecca within our, that's, that's our little town. That's a tipping town. point right there. You know? yep. So, yeah, we, we haven't done shows too many lately because camping season's here and planning for music on the mountain and all that stuff and yada, yada, yada. NHC. So, uh, yeah, NHC so. just ended, so we apologize. But So we were, you know, we were going to talk about NHC a little bit, talk about some of our uh, fondest memories of NHC. And then uh, Forrest is going to call in later, like I said, probably around 8.30. And he's going to talk to us about his brewery escapade tour out, out west. Yeah. I, I think he toured like every brewery there is out there. Not quite, but... <laughs> he stopped in the store last week yeah. and... Uh, he hit some big ones and... Gave me some down low on uh, on Sierra Nevada. And it's... Uh, I'll let him tell the story, but it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, he was, uh, was going to come tonight, but he had just purchased a new car. He was somewhere out in Pennsylvania. And he called me. He's like, dude, I'm just wrapping up at the dealership. He's like, I'm not going to be able to get there in time. So that's fine. But uh, he'll call in, which is cool. What, did he get a Lamborghini? No. <laughs> no, he got a uh, a Subaru Forester. Huh. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if my name was Forrest, fucking A, I'd drive a Forester. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Plus, they're pretty yeah. badass cars, man. What kind of car do you got? I got a J car. <laughs> yeah, no, they need to make a J car. <laughs> and a Warren car. A Warren Mobile. Yeah. Sort of like the Batmobile, but not really. Right. But yeah, NHC was cool. Here's here's my thought on NHC, and trust me, uh, the AHA is an amazing uh, organization. They put on a great show. We all had a blast, man. We really did. Just there's so much to do, and you just don't there, have enough time to do it all. That was that was kind of where I'm going. Yeah, it's like almost like I wish NHC was maybe a day or two longer. Number one, make it a week. And here's here's my thought too, and, and I want to get your opinion on this. When we were in Minnesota, which was only, what, two or three years ago? That was three years ago, including this one, so yeah, I think, two so, years ago. Yeah, so two prior or whatever, there was, I think, sixteen or 1,800 people. There was double that in Philly. 3,800 people. They're talking about Grand Rapids topping 4,000 or more. I guess my question is, when does it hit critical mass where it gets too big? You know, like, I almost felt like, trust me, I loved Philly, I had a blast, but I almost felt less intimacy, and I, I felt like it, it almost was too big. And I, I don't know how to say that in a, in a positive way, no, yeah. but you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to put it down at all. I just think, like, I'm almost scared, like, how big is it going to get before they have to restrict ticket sales, which would also suck. That you know, it's bad enough people they don't restrict them now. I mean, right, they they, they restrict them now, but I mean, like, how big 
how much bigger can it get? You know what I mean? Before it's mayhem. Right. Right. Well, it is kind of mayhem. It right was. Now, it, you know? it it actually was kind of mayhem. And, and trust me, the parties were great, and it was a great. It was well organized. It, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't organized, but I just think like they're they're. I wonder what their breaking point is right. going to be. Like I'm wondering if the HA is thinking about that. Like how big will this be before we have to cap it? Right. Or for extend a, for attendance it or, or have two or extend it. Have you know spread it out? Maybe right. have two a year or something like that. Because yeah. I just think it, it's getting. It seemed like it was getting close to that point where it's almost a critical mass. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. And you know, like you said, it it's an amazing event, and the people that put it together is just incredible and amazing. Um. But I'm I'm wondering how much of the event I missed, really. I mean, I didn't really get to see a lot of it. I was too busy talking to people about beer. And when you get talking about beer, you can be there for an hour and a half. And next thing you know, three hours later, it's closing and you're you're done for the night. The um, the talks were good. I thought that they did a good job of spreading that out and making you aware when things were happening. The gifts were great, and everybody was forthcoming. And one of th- one of the things that I was a little humbled about is that everyone in this industry, whether you're big or whether you're small, was very welcoming and listening to you with every intent to to hear you, not to just ignore you, but to hear you. S- sitting ne- next to Charlie Papazian and talking to him, hey, come on down, have a seat, let's have a beer, let's talk about that over a beer. That was incredible, you know, for someone like me. I just, the average Joe. But, um, yeah, getting too big... I don't know, man. I, I kind of, I, I'm excited. I, I feel what you're saying, but I'm kind of excited about that it's taking off and all these people are going into it. Oh, no, yeah, I don't doubt. I mean, I'm sure they're excited, too, that it's it's gotten so big, you know, in, in a relatively short time. Um, you know, in, in just over the last 10 years, it's exploded. But I just hope that uh, it doesn't get to the point where it becomes no fun for them. And, and I don't want to say no fun for us, but you know what I mean? It's right. It's it's weird. It's it's like a double-edged sword. It's like you want it to grow, but then when it grows so big, it you run. I think you run into a lot more challenges and a lot more issues. Yeah, and I think that if you're going, thing one of the things that I took away from it is you got to plan a little bit better of, of your day, so you don't get stuck. Right. <laughs> yep. But that happened, and I couldn't do anything about it. We got stuck, and um, next year it'll be different for sure. Um, and I think for clubs, I think that we should invest in like a suite for everybody just to hang out in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like a meeting room. So absolutely. I think uh, we're gonna have to cut to a break here. I think I'm having some issues. The guys are saying they can't hear you. No. Okay. Um. Oh, what the. F- Fuck, goddamn! I didn't, and I didn't even touch this studio. That something, something's fucking happening to this board. I think it's time to shit can this board. So we're gonna uh, let me try and cut to a break here and see if I can fix this problem, guys. That'll give us time to get a beer. Exactly. I have some near beer on tap. And okay. uh, all right, so we'll uh, we'll be right back, guys. Listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Hey guys, I like to shop. And when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. 
He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because they know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Ranch Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Persephone and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today, because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage, you might even get some. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanuts. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out and it helps us out as well. If you think there's nothing better than the look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to Final Gravity. I think we got it. Holy shit. He has audio. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, man. (laughs) We got it, guys. I I think. I hear you. I think he did. Thank you, Eric. Shit. Eric the Red was in the studio. Thank God. Fucking Eric the Red. Holy crap, dude. What a fucking nightmare that was. Apparently my computer has a ghost in the machine and just changes settings all by its lonesome. That's the ghost that lives in this house. It probably is, that motherfucker. It's a beer ghost. Tip your mic up a little bit, Warren. Can you hear me now? This is this will go down Can in history as the worst fucking show ever. Can you hear me now? Cans. You gotta have cans in <laughs> your hand. Cans, He's next to me fitting his cans. Nice. Alright, so we got we busted out the goose while we were <laughs> fucking with wires. <laughs> Check one too. Warren doesn't like it apparently. It's a sour beer, Are you surprised? <laughs> That's true, you don't like sours. So why the fuck did you buy a goose? Because uh 
because I know you like goozes. Because I thought tonight would be like, you know, we'd come here and the fucking podcast would just goose everywhere. Oh, it, it goosed, all right. <laughs> I felt like it just goosed out my left ear. How do you pronounce that? Cuvée Rene? Something like that. Cuvée Rene. Sounds, sounds like, like a hot chick. I was going to say, sounds like a song. Cuvée Rene. Right. Cuvée Rene. Cuvée Rene. The phone should even be up in a minute. Holy crap. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The Browery Lindemann is what we're drinking. We are uh, the Goose Lambic beer. Is their grand crew, and it's one grand crew for sure. Here you go. Hit me up with some goose. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so, Forrest, if you're listening, I know we had some trouble there, but uh, you're good to call in. Look, he's recovering from a serious recovery. Dude, Liz, I'm really, I am. <laughs> him, he's all wound up back there. He's like, motherfucker. Um, no, he's, he's cool now. He's cool now because we got through this. Dude, my fucking arm is twitching and shit. I'm starting to lose feeling in it. I think that's one of the fucking top ten signs of a heart attack. You know that, right? <laughs> one eye's going one way, the other eye's going the other. Why he's foaming at the mouth back there. Why folks. are your ears wiggling like that, though? It's beyond me, man. Hey, I can listen. understand. It's a good thing the mics are off when you were under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, I always look and kill two birds with one stone, so. Right. Or kill two birds with two stones. <laughs> <laughs> this show will go down in history as the most completely fucked up audio we've ever had, but whatever. I think we're goose now. I we think we're goose. We need like a Pete Townsend slamming the guitar down after that. The uh, the girls are upstairs. They're doing a party, so we're gonna go join them later. But party yeah, party. for exactly for us. <laughs> well, do you bring they, batteries to a Tupperware bar. They started it as a book club, and it slowly uh, turned club. into a drinking club. And Was I that think like Fifty Shades of Grey book club. Is pretty that much, like? yeah. They all they all read <laughs> fucking smut and then sit around and talk about it. And I think what it turned into eventually was just they've resigned themselves that they're just a drinking club. That's called a book club. Kind of like this show. No wonder why she got into homebrewing really quickly. Right. We're just so we're just a drinking club that we call ourselves a podcast. You know, it's the same that's, same that's difference. Exactly what it is. We're Who, supposed to be informational. Right. Who's the dude up there taking his clothes off though? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> So, yeah, so NHC was a blast, man. It, it was off the hook. I wanted to, again, uh, I don't know what the, happened to the beginning of this show, if it'll come out in the archiver or not, but I did want to thank Danny for uh, letting us shack up with him. That was deluxe, and uh, we had a blast, man. I hope you didn't mind all the shenanigans. And uh, it was, I mean, it's just an epic party. It really is. It's the biggest party of the year, and I, I can't wait for Michigan next year. That is going to be incredible. You know, um, think about all the stuff i was thinking a lot when we were at club night about what these other clubs were doing like preparing for it and everything and some of those guys are really prepared like, on the floor. with great looking stuff and i thought man we could probably do something really nice but we gotta get our asses up to michigan those yeah, people from um, minnesota yeah. the fbi people weren't weren't they from minnesota there was a minnesota place no that was fredericksburg maryland they were from maryland there was another place that was from Minnesota too. Fredericksburg. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Brewery. That's right. Brewing Incorporated. Or something there was a like different that. one that with the blue canopy over down to the left. I don't know. All I know is that Barley Legal had the biggest fucking thing in, in the fucking goddamn. Yeah, they won. They won the uh, the award, the Golden Urinal. 122 kegs, I think it was that they brought. I thought oh, it was more than I that. I thought but it was only like 30 or 35. No, they had 122. I know. That's kegs. why I thought that couldn't be right. Yeah. Well, yeah. they poured after the dinner that we had. They, that was just them pouring. 
Oh, okay. They had all three stations full of their beer. <laughs> yeah. It was it was wow. ridiculous. Wow. <clears throat> Is there a way that I can send photos from that event to online right now? Yeah, you can post them to uh, NJ Hops or Final Gravity. Okay. Just post them to Final Gravity. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I got... The, the, my I only got a whole com- bunch of pictures I can put up right now. One of my biggest complaints with Club Night was... Nux. Oh, I know. I know um, what you it just we were so busy and having so much fun at our booth mm-hmm. that honestly I really didn't get to see a lot of the setups. Well, you couldn't. It's it hard to like everyone was at our booth anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot of fucking people at our booth. Well, we were across, across from you know Barley Legal, Barley and we were, yeah, and being so. across from Barley Legal, they had the biggest line and all that. But you know whatever. <laughs> kind of jipped over to us. Yeah. So no, no I mean it, it was great. I'm just I'm just disappointed I didn't get to see more of the setups. I I think my favorite one was that it was sort of that steampunk looking thing. That was fucking awesome. That they had cool. steam shooting oh, out of it. Oh, I took a picture of that. Fucking yeah. whirly gigs. It had the light up window <laughs> with the red inside. It had like the big elect- uh, electric switches from it, the old like. It almost looked like movies. the the in- innards of like a steam engine or yeah. something. It was pretty yeah. fucking cool, man. It looked like it had like like little brass portholes yep. on it and shit. It I was got cool. a picture. Of, sh- yeah, I took a picture of that specifically. I told the people, please move out of the way. I want to take a picture. Yeah, that thing was badass. But um, and as you told people, move out of the way. It kind of trickled down through around the whole thing, and some guy fell and broke his leg right in front of our booth. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm glad you mentioned that because I totally forgot about that. Did they really? Yeah, yeah, through through the skin, right? Right through the skin. Yep. Ankle, right? When Saturday it must be Saturday. No, it was yeah, club, club night. night. Yeah, was club right night. We had what? we had an epic injury. Yeah, he's all he's like, yeah, that. I'm all right. Give me five. <laughs> he was all wasted. Right through the skin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, compound. compound. Yeah, it was not pretty. You've got to be kidding me. I, I, where the hell was They wheeled them out pretty quickly. Like, all right, let's get <laughs> Oh, I guess. <laughs> the other thing that, you know, I don't know how much of the show that we were going to... We're going on the complaints of this NHC, and we really can't complain about it. Yeah. But they, I, I, they had this big, huge gymnasium cut in half for all those 3,700 people, whatever, how many people were there. And we were scushed, scushed. Like scrunched up in this little one little aisle with these huge food islands in the middle of the aisle, you couldn't even get around. I don't know why they just didn't open up the whole thing. You know? Yeah, it seems like they could have given us a little more room in there for sure. <clears throat> yeah, they could have opened up the whole thing. It would have been nice and big and open. And yeah, I, I had heard somewhere that they originally weren't even going to be using that side, except that it expanded so much that they ended up having to do yeah, that. Yeah, the convention center. They had ended up having to use the convention center. We were originally going to be in the hotel, but then with all the clubs that signed up, they said no way. There's not enough room, so they threw us into the convention center, which was great. But I agree with you, Warren. I think we could have filled up that room a little better and been a oh, little yeah. less crowded. Right, right. You know, even but if it was three quarters of the way open. I can't believe how big the uh, the uh, conference center is down there. It's huge. It's mm. it's what is it? It's like huge. It used to be the old, I guess, the old uh, transfer station for the train station. Or oh, it used okay. To be the old train station. Yeah, that that place is amazing. The, um, what's amazing about it is the farmers market that's underneath it. Dude, the market, the terminal market. I was, I talked, and I, uh, yeah, I wasn't the, even in there. I didn't even go in. There. <gasps> you didn't you, go yeah, into the market? I, oh, I know, dude. dude, you missed out. It, you I really did, did I miss walked, out. I know. I I was walking by. I was like, I gotta go in there. And then with everything going on, you know, I just uh, I know there, there it was we a lot to eat someplace and everything. Did you else. get to monks at least? No, no. Oh. Didn't get to monks. Did you, you get to brew? No, you know where I went? Chili's. 
Are you fucking shitting <laughs> me? Shitting you. you have the most epic bars on the northeast, right there in Philly, and you went to fucking Chili's. The, the first bar I hit. I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> you did have the balls I'll, to admit it. I deserve it. I deserve it. But you do we, have the balls to admit it. I'll give you that. I, I'm, I'm like. That's it. I'm I'm putting it out there, you know. Like we, we went like, to we went to brew right away, right away. I'm like, all right, we're walking down, going to Monks, trying to catch up with you and and Wise Ass. And I'm like, all right, where are you guys? They're like, we're at Monks. We've been here for like an hour and a half already. I'm like, you motherfuckers, I'm coming. We ended up going to brew because it was right on the way. <laughs> and then we made a pit stop and then came down to Monks. <laughs> I tried to hit everything and then we went to Gino's. Walked all the way down to fucking Gino's for cheesesteak. That was a haul, but one of one of the best fucking cheesesteaks I've ever. Oh, had. you you went to Gino's? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Gino's and Pat's. We went to both. Get, getting back to the convention though, we were talking about some organizational uh fupa, faux pas that uh some opportunities. Organizational well, opportunities. Right, let's put it that way. That's nice. So we you know and we can all agree here is that first of all they didn't on club night. There was nowhere near enough time to enjoy it. Yeah, we said that. We right? sh- did we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, club did you guys night. That? Well, I don't know if I don't know what. I just said in general. Like it should have been club time. day and night. You yeah, know? even two big sessions like, bang, here's your here's your eleven to four crowd, and then bang, here's your six to. 11. Yeah, like most most festivals have dual sessions. I agree with you, man. Yeah. That, that's actually a really good idea. They should almost have two sessions for club night because let's face it, with all that fucking beer that everybody brought yeah. and all the all the stuff surrounding the beer, all the you know all the props, all the um, you know decorations, your table stuff, your your coolers, everything else in addition to the to the beer. Yeah, and. Think of those guys like Barley Legal had to break that stuff down, or you know, and haul it out, and all these other places. Not so, no, not for us so much as these other people. Yeah, they could have easily had two sessions, mm-hmm. um, for sure, and and make it one big session or one big session, all sure, day long. all day long, just hang out, share your thoughts, because you know, by by ten thirty. Or by eleven o'clock, it did go by and, and like the the we were click. Like, we have know, to leave. It, yeah, it was like about? it was yep. like it came too done. fast. Yeah, we we have to go. What do you mean we have to go? And we didn't have the ways and means to go. A lot of problem was transportation trans, uh, transporting our asses out of there and all our kegs and everybody else. I'm kind I'm kind of glad that it ended up that way though because we were able to bring our kegs on time for the pouring the next day. Some mm. of these clubs weren't mm. able to get their kegs in on time for their pouring session. Oh, that's on Saturday. is that true? Yeah, so it worked we, out. We good. brought our own, you know. Oh, because yeah. because they cellared them. Yeah, they cellared them, and it took them a while to get them up off the, out of the cellar. So right, but you know, I think we lucked out with that. That was cool. I'm kind of disappointed that a couple of the beers we poured, like the uh, Braggot, was really cloudy and it it just never settled down, mm. which kind of sucked. I mean, it tasted okay, but you know everyone liked it, which was cool. And we had some good compliments on the uh, on the sour on the Oud Bruin. Did Oud you Bruin see? Uh, it was gone. Did you see mm-hmm. the interview with uh, James from Basic Brewing? No, I didn't see it. Was it on? Is yeah, it he, on uh, Basic Brewing. Yeah, if you uh, actually, there's a, I think there's a link to it. Danny uh, sent us a link on I think uh, Final Gravity, okay, and it shows it. Jen talking to, and. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, James tries the uh, Flanders Red. And oh, yes, I did see that. He actually I had some nice it. things to say yep. about He's it. He's like, it was oh, cool. this is good. This yeah. is good. Jen's like, yeah, we all made it. He's like, who made this? She's like, we all did. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> we all spooged in a barrel, and that was the end result. It's a good recipe, too. No, we, the Braggot's still young, too. 
Yeah, I think we have uh, Mr. Forrest. Forrest. Oh, there you are. Cool. Hey, look, the studio from went from epic failure to now I actually have phone lines <laughs> and know. shit working. I'm impressed, Jay. I got to say, I'm very <laughs> impressed. He recuperated, recovered. He went like this. Some serious. It's it's about fucking time I recoup, <laughs> right, man, because this this was the show from hell. Wait, is Forrest still there? Forrest, can you hear us? Absolutely. There you are. Oh, cool. That's great, man. That's great stuff. And he even said, not only did he get a new car today, but apparently he got a new headset too. Did he? Well, I've had the headset, but uh, <laughs> I got it about a month ago. But the car I got new today. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, you got Thank a you. nice What'd Forester. you get? What'd you get? I did. I got a 2014 uh, Subaru Forester. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked up the first time I saw you driving a Forester. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, well, I, I tried to avoid it, but it's my favorite car that they make. and uh, No, it they're great me. cars. No, those, no question yeah. about it. Those cars are badass, man. They got the little Boxster motors Absolutely. in them, right? Yeah, the, the J cars are good, too, and so are the Warren Mobiles. <laughs> J car. <laughs> I like that. What's up, Forrest? What's up, man? How's uh, Homebrew U going? It's going, man. It's going well. Have you been there yet, Forrest? I have. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Actually, I was hanging out with a, my buddy last night, and um, he told me, he's like, hey, man, I was driving to Hackettstown. I went down Main Street, and I saw this place called Homebrew University, and I thought of you. And I was like, well, it's good because <laughs> I've been there, and that's my buddy opening that store. That's awesome. It's, so, it's so funny. I get that, like, probably since he's opened... I've probably had about eight people tell me, hey, do you know there's a homebrew store in Hackettstown? <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep, sure I, do. It's funny, I get... Uh, I it's funny, I get uh, I get a lot of people walking in, what is this place? Can we drink beer here? <laughs> well, it does look I like, like yeah, lounge, you can. If you man. make it, you can drink it. <laughs> so, it's funny. It's all good, though. It's all good. So while we were just discussing, uh, discussing, yeah, right, discussing NHC and some of the positives and negatives of, on the overall. I mean, overall, the whole thing is awesome. But we knew you missed NHC, unfortunately. But you had a pretty amazing trip shortly thereafter. Yeah, and that's basically why I couldn't go. It's just um, yeah, a you lot had of to, money to drop all at one time. Yeah, I mean, you had a big nut to drop, and uh, I kind of can't blame you for what you did. So why don't you uh, let our listeners know where you were? Uh, you know, r- right about when we were rolling back from NHC, I think you were just about leaving, right? Yeah, we flew out um just July fifth. Um, one caveat. One caveat. Friday, Friday for us, uh, yeah. evening to San Francisco, and then we rented a car and drove around uh, Northern California, checking out brew pubs and breweries, and we went to a winery even, and uh, it was a good time. It was a one, good time. One caveat: I need to warn the listeners. Um, if you're going to hear what Forrest is going to have to say about Sierra Nevada, and you like Sierra Nevada. Plug your ears. Why? Cause man, it makes me feel like shit the way that I brew. Oh, oh right, exactly. Yeah, it, it makes you feel like a complete piece of crap, um, just because they're so efficient and um, they're set up. But yeah, we did the. Um, they do. Sierra Nevada has a really, really nice um, setup for for visitors. I mean, they really make it a, a, a welcoming place. It's not an afterthought. They really put a lot of time and effort into setting it up. And they got a nice tap room, you know, like a full restaurant. But they do two tours. And um, we kind of got there a little too late to do the regular brewery tour, which I was a little bummed about. But they also do what they call a sustainability tour. And that's where they go over all of their 
amazing super hippie green you know technology mm. that they've got going on there and um it was i'm actually glad that we went on that one um because i i know how a brewery works pr- you know pretty well and i've been on other tours so it wouldn't have been anything that new for me but the sustainability side i've never seen any operation um that focused on you know like like for example they generate more than the energy they need every year they actually sell a little bit back to the local grid it's a huge solar installation they've got uh, they make their own uh, hydrogen they've got this these giant hydrogen reactor things and uh, one of the byproducts of that is methane so they trap that off and use that methane to to fire the boilers and I mean it's ridiculous like all the food from their restaurant goes into this all the all the you know the um, the trash and whatever from the restaurant, the food waste goes into this massive, um, uh, huge machine that turns it into compost, and then they use that compost to fertilize their garden they have out back, which they use to grow vegetables for the restaurant. <laughs> the spent grain they send to the cows that they own that they use to make the hamburger that's served in the restaurant. The uh, the fryer grease from the restaurant they turn that into, they have a machine that turns that into biodiesel. I mean it's sick. I mean from beginning to end it's um, the most efficient uh, system I've ever seen. And you know they make their they trap and make their own CO2. They haven't they they said they only buy CO2 once a year and that's when their main CO2 reactor thing is down for cleaning and maintenance. So do, do wow. they capture the CO2 from all the fermenting beer and everything? Open and fermentation, they, right? They do. They they capture that, and they there was a, and I forget the detail exactly now. It was a the tour guide was a pretty fast talking chick. Um, there's an, something else they do where CO2 is a byproduct, and they capture it from that as well. It's not just fermentation; it was something else. Mm-hmm. But it was basically all generated internally from stuff they were doing already, and I, it's just insane. And and the tour guide was saying that the the founder and owner still is still privately owned by the, the guy who started it, and his name eludes me at the moment. I think Warren knows it, but Ken Grossman. Um, yes, yeah. Um, you know, he drives a, a friggin' what is that? The Leaf car, the you know the all Nissan Leaf. Car. Nissan like, Leaf. Right. He could drive any kind of car he wants, but that's the car he drives to work. And uh, they have a parking area that has uh, – you can park in the shade under these giant solar panels. And if you have a, uh electric car, um, you can plug in there and, and – I saw jump, that. Jump I, while, you're eating, while you're eating dinner or doing on the tour. I saw that. And that – are there enough of them around? I mean I saw a picture of that. Uh, Out west there is. Yeah, yeah. Not so much California, here, but right? yeah. And this is this is at his facility. I mean, he just drives in, plugs in his car, goes to work, comes out. His I would, if charged. I could do that, I swear I'd love to buy one of those cars. All the commuting well, I do to New York City, it would save me so much money. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And I mean, he he made that public. It's free for anyone who's coming to hang out at the place to right. charge it. Not just for him, right. but mm-hmm. it's for everybody, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I did see that. It's cool. awesome. Yeah, I, I I listened you to park uh, your car for three days, but it's still really no. I'm just right. <clears throat> I was listening to uh, on the BN. They were talking about some of the stuff Sierra's done too, and I guess they have their own. They actually built uh, a rail spur to come to the brewery to yeah, save they did, wow. to save money on to the save deliveries money for, um, and all the all the resources grain, yeah. for trucking, right. so they don't have to spend as much on trucking it in. They actually built a rail spur to get their deliveries. There's, and you know, awesome. if you, if you look back in time, if you go back in time before the automobile era happened, <laughs> most big large companies had rail spurs. I worked for a company called GP, 
Everyone knows Georgia Pacific. The big, huge warehouse sitting in Milford, New Jersey, has a rail spur running right alongside. They don't use it anymore. They use trucks now. But I'm, like, thinking, why not revert? And I think, I don't know if I had a conversation with Forrest or somebody in the store about how everything's going to start to go backwards in time, where we're going to be self-reliant on a lot of issues, such as food, growing our own food, growing our own, you know, malts and and barley and hops and making sure that we get everything that we can make, because homebrewers are like that. Very, right, right. Very resourceful. Very resourceful. So, if we spread the word, I think this country could use a lot of knowledge if they look back in time and I, have those rail spurs. And I agree. I think we're sort of seeing a little bit of a renaissance with with a lot of things. You know, not just sustainability and growing our own food, but you know, here's another example. Like with with the way the economy is, you know. It, for a while there, I think like kids were getting really spoiled. Kids didn't want to work. Now it's like families don't have a choice. It's like you got to go to work. You know, when you're able to work, you got to go to work and help out. No, no doubt. You know, where years ago, like in the 50s, 60s, that's how it was. You know, the kids went to work, they helped the family, family out. Right. And then I think it sort of went away from that. And I think it's all starting to go back to that, which. With technology. Uh, for, for what it's worth, I mean, you know, it's under unfortunate circumstances right. with the, the way the economy's in the shitter, but. I think that's a good thing. It's going to bring families closer together, and you know that's kind of off the off the subject here. But uh, no, I think it's I, I think it goes along. I mean, that's that whole sort of mindset about being self sufficient and sustainable, and um, basically, in, in a nutshell, just giving a shit about what you're doing. And and I think that's important. I mean, like this guy got rich by making beer in a very environmentally conscious way i mean it doesn't have to be that you have to choose profitability or sustainability you don't have to pick that well a little bit he's proving that that you can really do well Uh, and of course i'm sure you could probably do better but you know in america the concept of enough is like a dirty word like right you know to say that well that's probably enough and people get really mad how dare you tell me what enough is but i think i think we need to kind of Check our egos a little bit, and you know, maybe just a whole shitload of money is enough. Yeah, it, instead it, of all of the money. Right. If, right. Exactly. If you if you go back in time, and this is not really off subject, but I just want to give a little tidbit of history. Back in the seventies and the eighties, when homebrews just started around, I mean, homebrew's been around forever. A lot of people have brewed beer forever, but back in the seventies and eighties, there was three people that actually are accredited for growing homebrewing and the and the homebrewing hobby and the first one obviously is charlie papazian for writing those books uh, you know complete joy of homebrew the second is ken grossman he was a homebrewer that went craft beer early he was one of the first pioneers yeah 1980 and the fir- and the other one is obviously jim cook from uh, boston beer company and those three guys i think are credited to be like the godfathers in the um well, if they're not accredited, they should have certain credits that that can t- right. those you, positions. You know who else I would throw in that? Um, Fritz Maytag. Fritz um, Maytag from mm-hmm. um, Anchor Steam. Right? Absolutely, yep. that's right. basically the first craft beer in America, right. and I, he kicked off. Well, that was by accident the, too. Well, it was also cool is he kicked off the idea that you could do small run beer, and I think that's what inspired people to, you know, brew on a small scale, which is you know really what homebrewing is all about yeah, just kind of scale it up a little bit to go to go into business or, or a lot bit but i think that's you know without the idea of a small brewery you know it makes makes the whole thing seem less doable Absolutely. you know because like you 
everyone can see themselves just like getting a small business loan and cranking out a brewery. And the reason we can see that is because of those guys. Right. They actually did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think that's that's the heart of it. It's the small startup. Right, right. Um, back to Sierra Nevada real quick. Correct me if I'm wrong. They actually grow their own malt there too. Is that correct? They grow a small amount of um, like hops and and malt, I believe. I'm almost positive. And and they do a beer called the Estate Beer, and it's everything. It's made only from stuff they grow on site. Right. It's actually so, that's awesome. They grow barley. They don't grow malt. Or right. Fuck you, well, they, Warren. Then they malt it later. Getting all technical on my ass. He's like, I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. <laughs> I guess that's kind of like uh, going out in the ocean and catching sushi, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You cocksucker. No, it's it's, it's cool. <laughs> No, uh, they do. Um, that's I love what, you, Jay. <laughs> their term, the Sierra Nevada term for on-site, grown on-site, is estate, and they use that on the menu at the at the tap room. So if you get a salad, it'll say estate lettuce and estate tomatoes, meaning they actually came from on-site. Yeah. And they have a really cool. Um, uh, they have a nice hop um, setup that looks really big to me, but you know their operation is so big. They were like, yeah, we could actually use all of these hops in about an hour in our normal operation, so we only use them for the estate <laughs> oh beer. <my> <laughs> and it's in just like an rows hour. and rows and rows of the shit. As soon as I process my photos, I'll share them with you guys. They're, they're, it, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, imposing setup they have out there. What are they, about 250,000 barrels a year? I They quoted me the number, and I don't honestly don't remember, but it's they're the number – I think they said number five brewery in the country in terms of volume. Wow. That's um, awesome. They're, they're 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 behind um, Sam Adams. That's the only other yeah. you know decent Privately beer owned. Yeah, well. that's bigger. Um, and I guess Yingling's just ahead of those guys. Um, Yingling, and then of course the yeah. big the big couple other you know. Well, isn't Yingling macro. the largest um, privately owned brewery in America? Yeah, it's also apparently the oldest right. um, continuously operated brewery. Right. So that's kind of cool. The story um, behind that's pretty wild too. Yeah, we we have to do a uh, a collective trip up there with the brew club and all the all the guys from the podcast that'd be a cool trip it's not too far it's i think it's like three hours yeah that would be awesome maybe not even might be like two and a half so we we have to plan on doing that so after sierra oh we're gonna because we're gonna uh, i really do need to take a break here in a second but um mention some of the other breweries you went to real quick and don't get into detail and then when we come back from the break we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the other breweries you visited yeah, um, well, it's probably it's definitely nothing you would have heard of on the East Coast, other than well, the other big one was Lagunitas. Obviously, that's a, a really popular one, and they're only they're just behind Sierra Nevada in production now. They really ramped up in the last three or four years. It's it's pretty impressive. That's an interesting um, story we, too. We uh, we hit a couple of sm- really small like you know brew pubs, and a couple of them out there actually distribute bottles to local places because the laws are a little bit different. Um, but the the real standout small one was called it's called Ukiah Brewing Company, which is in the town of Ukiah in California, and um, that was a really cool, kitschy little place. Everything was organic, all the food there was organic, every ingredient in the beer was organic. It was just one of those typical California hippie good time you know kind of places. Nice. Hey, hey Forrest. Yeah. So let me ask yeah. you real quick: Is the brewery avail uh, able to? sell directly to the retail outlets like sell directly to restaurants or you know i'm not not positive on the laws but there was one in particular called lost coast which is in um i believe it's in eureka 
and they had beer everywhere we were at. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what store you went in, their beer was in there. Mm-hmm. But when you go see the operation, it's like a brew pub thing. It's not mm-hmm. even like it's the size of. It's not even as big as um, like Weyerbacher. Because I know that I know the laws are different in California and Colorado, in that they're the only ones that don't. You don't have to have a distribution. You're allowed to go from brewer to retail. Right, you can self-distribute. Yeah. Right. So. Well, you can, dude. I mean, Colorado, you can buy weed candy bars out there. So I mean, they, all bets yeah. are off for Colorado. You yeah. Whatever you want. Right. <laughs> well, those but, are the two states. I heard New York might have just passed. Somebody said New York may have just passed the exact same law. You were? About weed? Oh, in Colorado? Nice. No, about uh, beer distribution. You know, the. Oh, okay. You know, the well, that, that make, yeah, that would be cool. That makes a lot more sense than having to go through somebody, especially when you're tiny. Well, but New York State, though. Fading, New York man. State, Fading. though. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Well, okay. let, me, let me cut to a break, Forrest. We'll be right back. Hang in there, dude. Here's your son. Got it. We'll be right back, guys. This is Owen Tate. When I'm not sucking the cream filling out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast. It's JW. I'm from the Shippen in Milford, New Jersey, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. I gotta find some dumb hot chicks to interview. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beer? <laughs> Coors Light. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, we love it. What was your favorite beer? Ah, another intelligent discussion about beer. So what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? Really, you're asking that kind of thing? What kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well, apparently what I have right now is copper and dark ale. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my kind of beer, but right now, it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim, what do you like about the beer you're drinking there? Uh, this uh, this beer right here, the best part about this beer um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has uh, carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness, I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh, the tastes are fantastic. What, so, what, what are some of the, the flavors you're getting out of that beer? Uh, well, definitely I, I can taste, uh, I taste more of the wetness than anything. Um, and once again, the bubbles. So more or less the bubbles and the wetness is what I'm tasting at this point. How about you guys? What what, what was your favorite beers? Uh, Magic Hat Citrus Boy. Hey, this is Casey Kramer. I'm from Riververse Brewing Company, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. 
Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom Graphics, located at 117 Washington Street in Newton, New Jersey, is your only source for signs, lettering, and large format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web, customgraphicsnj.com. Custom Graphics, your source for everything lettering and large-scale printing. CustomGraphicsNJ.com. That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back. Forrest, you still there? I'm still here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you sound really good. It's like crystal clear. It's awesome. It's almost like you're yeah. s- almost like you're sitting with us. Ed, the headset makes a huge difference. You don't get any feedback. You don't hear any bullshit from the room. You know, you don't get any weird reverb. So yeah, it's good stuff. And I don't. Yeah. And and for for a change, our show doesn't have a fucking stupid delay or anything. We actually sound kind of tight. Finally. After yeah, that, you, you know the video is actually tracking pretty well. I'm watching it, um, and it's it's doing all right. It's better than it usually is. Cool. Well, I I don't know that we're definitely going to open it. I know Eric the Red brought some homebrew. We're going to get into them. You got to see what he did. It's pretty cool. He actually bottled one of his beers in an old uh, Coke bottle. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, we may. And I don't want to make you jealous, but I'm a little jealous of your trip. We may get into a supplication. May? What are you talking about, May? <laughs> you don't like sour beer, bitch. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm drinking this cuvee. Oh, then the supplication will be fucking easy for you. I tell you what, I got my uh, palate destroyed today. Scott Devan, or Davin, was in the house um, today. He brought over some beers, which was awesome. You know, I got a real quickly story before we get back into the forest. Real sure. quick. This guy, uh, Jim, I forget his last name, Jim Richards. He's a townie. He, uh... He came by during the week last week, and he's like, oh, I'll just pick up a couple of different grains here and there. And I was like, all right. He's like, 
like, what you, what do you do? He's like, I make bread, and I want some of your grains. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So I gave him some of the flakes, some of the red wheat, some of the white wheat, uh, crushed up some grains for him, and he actually made two loaves of bread, and he brought it in today and let us fucking give it to their customers as they came in. Wow. It was the best bread that I've had in a long time. He put raisins, uh, macadamia nuts in there, and it was phenomenal, dude. And then Scott came with his Russian Imperial Stout that was like four years old. Where's uh? Hold on, oh. before where is this guy's bakery? Um, he does it in his house. He's oh, a, in his house. He's okay. a home bread maker. Oh, home bread maker, awesome. <laughs> well, he's a home brewer. He just has he doesn't do it in liquid. No, yet. he does it in just you know bread form. Right. He uses a different yeast. But we broke the bread as everyone breaks bread. We didn't have a knife, so we just broke the bread up. And Scott came by with his Russian Imperial Stout. I tell you, dipping that bread in that Russian Imperial Stout was phenomenal. It was so fucking good. You you suck. You're making me hungry. It was delicious. That sounds yeah. awesome. A shout out to, to Jim. Thank you very much for bringing that over. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got to get back into making bread. It was fun for... I, I did a lot there for a while, and it was... um started to get pretty good at it. I don't like a lot of shit in my bread, though. I don't, I'm not into, like, nuts and stuff, but um, I would try... I'll try anything, especially if it's homemade. Yeah. Was, oh, absolutely. The crust on it was just fabulous. You know who makes their own bread is uh, Joe Fish. Yep. Yeah. Is, is there something that guy doesn't do? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It fucking yeah. pisses me off. <laughs> I know, right? His it, level of it's talent like, yeah. I find offensive. <laughs> it's a vulgar display of talent. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's like Pantera, only just talent instead of power. <laughs> right. These are my delicious nuts. Right. <laughs> hey, Ant, wait. Before you pull a, pour a full one of them, we're going to get some homebrew. Ant, you right. can't hear me. I heard you. Oh. He heard us. All right. Well, you can you can have the near beer. We have more glasses to go around. Fuck it. I'll do dishes tomorrow. Doesn't matter. Eric, uh, yeah. you brought some beer. Why don't we crack into one of them real Let's quick? Let's do it. It's uh, I had uh, a lack of bottles, but I also collect Coke, uh, Coca-Cola memorabilia. I have a Coke machine, and my old man finds like bottles at garage sales, everything else, and so I got bottles and all this other stuff. So I did not have enough so bottles. Wait, hold to- on, hold on. Before you give the introduction for the beer you brought, I mm-hmm. want you to do it in the Gold Rush voice. <laughs> nice. This is awesome. It's yep. actually the Moonshiners voice. Or the Moonshiners. The guy who narrates <laughs> right, the yes. Moonshiners. Do it up, brother. No, it was Gold Rush. You had Gold Rush now. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It was Gold Rush. You're absolutely right. Yeah, do it in the Gold Rush dude's voice. <clears throat> get into the. Get so in tell it, us what kind of beer you brought, but in a Gold Rush announcer tell us about kind what's of in voice. the sluice box. He's thinking. It's been a while since that spit show's no, been no, on. No, 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 no. I was watching the Moonshiners today. today so that's Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you put him this on the spot. This particular batch of Honey Porter was one of the favorites of all the cast. They jumped on the boat and they ran to the podcast and they grabbed their porters and they said, they held them up high. And when they said, Cheers to all ye who are members of NJ Hops. <laughs> nice. Cheers. <laughs> nice. I'm surprised. I'm trying to think. I'm a little off voice. Of, um, yeah, we'll we'll I'll have to we'll have to get a tidbit. I'll I'll see if I can look that up in the interim while we're bullshitting. But uh, that's right. British, I could do. Uh, I'm surprised they the let hat, that show back on the air. Did you guys see the finale of Gold Rush? Todd Hoffman was all fucking smacked yeah, out on coke. All on coke right? He's like. <laughs> He's like, well, see. we're thinking about. Oh, I did see the finale. We're yeah. thinking about like That's going right. down south and. That's right. And, oh, dude, he was thing. so strung out on I coke, it wasn't thing. funny. That's right. They're like, what's wrong with this guy? He which which, which, which is fine, now, but they? it's like you know, it, 
kind of like a family show and like yeah, he was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. all-american dude and i'm like, like really yeah, all-american hard worker going for the dream you know digging his ass off and everything else and you know and there he is like, hey, hey hey who says cocaine can't be part of the dream well, no, it can be, then, and that's fine. Right Sigmund Freud train. seemed to enjoy it. Hi, Uncle King. Oh, by the way, we should we Can should pay homage, or we should uh, we should uh, acknowledge uh, the passing of a great musician on Friday. Today, Saturday, he passed away. Yesterday, his name was J.J. Kale, a great songwriter and musician who did pass away. So we should acknowledge that. And he Jeez. he wrote the song "Cocaine." He wrote the song "After Midnight." Great friends with Eric Clapton. Great musician, songwriter who wrote tons of songs. We don't even realize that he wrote J.J. Kale, John Kale. Cheers. Yesterday at 74. Right. So cheers, J.J. Let's, Kale. Let's have a moment of silence and, unless you hear our chugging, but... <laughs> Damn, dude, you're slurping that thing like you want it. That's really fucking gross. So bust out some of your homebrew that you brought, okay. Eric. The anyway, so it's a uh, honey porter. I didn't have enough bottles. I used Coca-Cola bottles from... Uh, I guess you know in the 50s or 60s. 1960s. Oh really? They're like original vintage Coke bottles. Yeah, yeah. these are Sweet. these are the these are some of the vintage ones. You know, not old old, but still eight you ounces. Know, the heavy glass ones. That are Very cool. Weigh a ton. So let me get off mic a second. All right. So Eric's out. So where else did you go um, on your brewery tour for us? You said me, uh, Just real right? quick, I want to tell you um, an interesting part of the sustainability tour at Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Um, they take you uh, – it's actually cool. It's all outdoor. It, you go you go inside just a little bit. They actually showed us the bottling and canning line, which is kind of cool. But they take you on like this uh, little tram thing. It's like a go-kart that's pulling um, – almost like the things they have on the AC boardwalk. You know, you, you get on there and like there's a bunch of seats and, Watch and they tram kind of pull car, you around please. on a, uh, on a um, golf cart, which is pretty cool. But they took us out to the um, place where they actually grow the hops for the estate beer. And where they grow the uh, the vegetables for the restaurant. And at that point, you know, you've been out about 45 minutes on this tour. The tour lasted about, like two hours. It's pretty cool. And so they're like, "All right, we're gonna give everybody a beer." We're like, "Cool." So they break out the cooler, and everything's in cans too, which is neat. You know, they're really cranking up their canning operation. And they offered, you know, one of the beers was one that they only distribute locally in and around Chico and a couple of the surrounding towns. Um, the sub label is called Old Chico, and it's uh, they do a crystal wheat, and they also do a, a session IPA, which is pretty neat. Um, they didn't have any of the session IPA left, so they'd offer the wheat. And every single person on the tour, and I guess there's well, it's not that many. I guess there's like six or seven people with us. They all picked the um, the Old Chico, and the other option was the Pale Ale. And I was like, I gotta go classic. I gotta get the Pale Ale. And uh, the tour guy was like, "Why?" I was like, "You know how many thousands of these I've had? This is like, I want to. This is the beer. I want to drink the beer on the site where it's made." And she just laughed and she was like, "All right, that's cool." So that was um, that was a lot of fun. And um, so they make a cristal, huh? Yeah, it's it's like exact. It's like a filtered wheat, I guess. Um, and it is really good. It is really good. Yep. Just um, I wanted to have the original, you know, on site just was kind of important to me but i picked up a sticker and, and their gift shop has every kind of swag you can imagine um uh, i actually picked up a sticker which is uh it's a sierra nevada it's a can of the pale ale it looks just like the can is that a sticker looked, that you picked up 
exactly like i just said like three times and uh <laughs> and don't listen to on, on the back though it's funny it says this sticker is usa printed on earth first pla film a compostable material it's even the fucking sticker you can compost like, this is the <laughs> nice. kind of shit i'm talking about like everything that you can think about they've already thought of it and their bathrooms it in gray somehow. water they have gray water bathrooms that's awesome well, we were actually joking about that i wonder they if have they're their... taking the gray water and recycling it into uh I think, and I they're boiling with that water. That's what they boil with. I could be wrong, but I think that they, I'm, I'm maybe I'm confusing it with another brewery, but I'm almost certain that Sierra Nevada actually does have their own wastewater treatment plant on site. I would be stunned if they didn't. They didn't mention that, but I, I, they almost have to. I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. I saw this really cool thing on, uh, you know, hundred cool things to do, and there's this one toilet that you can actually purchase. The water coming out of your bathroom faucet actually gets deposited into the tank of your toilet. And oh, I saw that. And you use that, that for uh, for flushing. Your wastewater right. out of your bathroom That's sink brilliant. goes right. into your, ba- your toilet tank. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It is right. perfect. Why it wouldn't perfect you? Sense. Yeah, exactly. Why well, doesn't every house have that? Right. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have shavings, you know, from your face. You're gonna have yeah, hairs, but that doesn't have, matter. All no, goes no, down. you could yeah, you could fi- you know That's figure brilliant. out a way through that yeah. But, I mean, even if you're just washing your hands, put yeah. it in the toilet tank, and well, that's it's a good idea. It's a great idea. Where so does, where does uh, Forrest, can I ask yep. you a quick question? Um, sure. Wh- where does uh, Sierra Nevada, like, where <clears throat> their water supply comes from where? And also, do they own the water supply? They get it from the town of Chico, but they, um, it, which is actually, they were they actually mentioned specifically the water. I talked about it a lot. And apparently, it's pretty good water generally for brewing. And they do they do some post processing, obviously, to get rid of certain things they don't want in it. But they they said they actually don't have to do a whole lot to it. It's just really good mm. water, and it's one of the reasons they picked the area. Mm. And also, it's proximity to Chico State, uh, which has a great. Um, they have a partnership with Chico State to develop a lot of their technology. So they have all these cool, you know, grad students and, and professors helping them solve problems. Mm-hmm. Engineering really things. Cool. Like they, they have, like, the – I believe it's the largest solar installation in California and, like, second largest in the country, something like that. It's huge. Mm. And they had a problem is, you know, when those things get dirty, obviously, mm. they, they don't produce as much juice. So you have to figure out a way to clean them. And the way they're set up, it's really, really hard to get to them. Mm-hmm. And so Chico State helped them develop this little, almost like a little sprinkler system for um, the photovoltaic cells themselves. Mm-hmm. And it detects, like it scans every so often. Once it detects that you're not getting enough uh, light throughput, mm-hmm. it turns on and runs deionized water down the panel to move the dirt off. And it's all automated. That's they cool. don't ever have to actually go clean them. Yeah, it, of course. That, of course. It's just so cool. Like little thing. I mean. That's what blew my mind about the place. Like even down to the smallest detail, they've really, yeah. really thought about it. Yeah. And to make it efficient and you know recycle everything, reuse. I mean, they're, they're it's amazing. They, they just blew my mind. I'm sure the inter- the okay. beer's good. I mean, it's not even like they they're doing all this stuff and they're making shitty beer. It's really good beer. Absolutely, I'm glad to hear that. You know, a company is so well invested in keeping the good beer and you know good and keeping their heads you know energy minded. The way they are. Well, so. just just think about Ken Grossman himself. I mean, that that thought process to come up with something like this from the beginning of time. I mean, you can tell that there's been many years of him thinking about what needs to be done and what he wants to do with beer, and it's just great to see that it's it's being it's coming to fruition. 
Well, the, the interesting yeah. story, you know, we were told on the tour is that he didn't start off with that mindset. It just sort of happened. And one of the reasons it really spurred him on is that he became a recycler and a reuser out of sheer necessity. Right. Because at the time, there really was not any small-scale brewing equipment for beer. So he had to adapt dairy stuff and things from wineries that were smaller. So he had to buy old used stuff and retrofit it for beer. And he started to figure out that, hey, this is a really good way to, you know, to approach every part of the business. Not necessarily buying used, but developing things that can be reused. And that's what kick-started the whole idea. Sure. It wasn't that he set out to make like, this hippie no, no. brewery. It just sort of happened. Yeah, and that's how it happens over time. But the thought process behind it, I mean, that's yeah. incredible. You know, it just keeps going like that. Going back to the uh, water question, I had heard, the reason why I asked was because I had heard that some large, very, very large soda companies, for example, Coke and Pepsi, are or have been buying large area lar- like in states where they need the water they've been literally buying the water paying massive amounts of money so that they will always have water for their stuff that's why i asked about sierra nevada because that's a massive amount of water being used and it's got to come from somewhere there's got to be you know i don't i don't really care where it comes from i'm not saying it like that i'm just saying like they must have concerns of their own and must be very much in tune with these business transactions that are happening with large companies that are deciding to secure their future as a company and buying the water supply you know you're buying what i don't know how they do it but supposedly they've been doing it for a couple of years and it, it yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a really good question that I, di- I didn't think about, and they certainly didn't mention on the tour. But yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a legitimate concern. You know, as you scale your operation, you have to kind of worry about that kind of thing. But I'm I'm guessing that they really thought that through before they you know decided. Yeah, sure, sure. How to proceed? It it would stun me if they didn't, because every other friggin' thing was thought out so far that. When you hear the details, it's just like, oh, my God, this well, guy's so much smarter than I am. It, like, but I it, kept thinking. It seems to me, uh, well, smarter than who, though? But no. does he make soy candles in cut-off bottles? He does not right now, but they're actually discussing uh, one of the byproducts that is uh, glycerin from one of the things. They're going to make their own soap with hops and stuff. Sure they are. Of course but, they are. Also, but still, though, it's, it seems to me like because those soda companies are buying such – you know, the way they are, that it seems to be like, you know how business trends to seem to be sometimes in that uh, this business is doing it, so we better do it. You know, next thing you know, even though Sierra Nevada, like probably 99% of the breweries across America, you know, they have a water supply, but generally it's a well or it's some sort of a system that, you know, from the city and everything else. So they don't have to think about it. However, this may be a new, you know, problem to the breweries. Well, you know, I, I was watching Doomsday Preppers a while back, and one of the guys on the Doomsday Preppers was this professor, and he said the first thing that he's really concerned about is having potable water. If things go awry, the first mm-hmm. thing to go is going to be potable water, and mm-hmm. that's going to be hit pretty hard if it happens. Because right now, we take it for granted. We go into the bathroom, we wash turn our hands. We go into the kitchen, we turn it on, fill a cup up of water. We go into the fridge, we put our cup up against the automatic dispenser of water. We don't even think about where it comes from. Go into the fridge, take But it's a not a renewable resource. Once it's done, it's done, you know? And the rainwater comes in, but there's going to be a time when it's not going to be here. 
Well, the thing is, it's renewable until the aquifer. That's that's the problem. You just brought well, me yeah, way exactly, down. Yeah, exactly, Forrest. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got to consider the aquifer. You got to consider, you know, a lot of big things. You know, as far as trying to secure things like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, like Poland Spring, um, and you know the 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 faucet the, water. Well, the brands that you know, well, it's all basically yeah, they're just tapping right out of the city water. But you know they're. Coke owns, I believe, Dasani, and mm-hmm. Pepsi owns Aquafina. There's a, that's another reason they want to buy all the water. I think sure, they're like seventy. Sure. The water rights. I think they're yeah. like seventy percent owners of water in Atlanta, or seventy-five percent or greater. That's true. There's you know, a, they, there's they a own the big, water source in Atlanta. It's a it's a big deal, and nobody seems to know about it. And then, yep. of course, we can always talk about Doomsday, and we're kind of getting off subject here. But there's fracking end of it. You know, do you really want to put a brewery oh, where there's fracking? Fracking and, is bad. Yeah, so. <laughs> fracking is evil. Right, this is officially the left wing zombie apocalypse show now. Oh man, <laughs> you know what? Name left wing or right Fuck wing? Them hippies. Listen, even if the guy, even if the guy who has a small house on three quarters of an acre is a right wing person but he he succumbs to get a small amount for his two acres of land for them to frack on and then a couple of years later a couple of years later he starts pouring pink water out of his faucet and then he doesn't have any money to compensate. That you for can what, light on fire. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. For what he can, <laughs> for his situation, he has no financial help to get out of his situation because he took that buyout years ago for a small amount of money, and now he's got nothing and he has yep. to leave. Yeah, at that point, it's too fracking bad. That's right. <laughs> it's too fracking much money. They won't frack you know. yourself, damn it. <laughs> too anyway. fracking late then, bro. <laughs> right. So, fracking, fracking bad. All right. Like but we can definitely bad. agree on that. Yeah. Uh, so, let's but yeah, like, uh, talk about it, and that's a real That's a real thing. I'm let's, not let's, making Hey, Eric, let's shut the fuck up for a second. Okay, We're getting way let's, off let's topic. Let's talk about Lagunitas. Let's get back on Lagunitas. I'm going to steer the zombie apocalypse ship back a little bit. Um we're paying you a lot of money for this interview, so it's a pretty good. <laughs> right, I gotta steer it back. I'm yeah. wasting the money. Um, You're like the top paid dude on our show right, right. now. That's right. We <laughs> mentioned here about Lagunitas, Listen, brother. he's so elite, he doesn't even have to show up to the studio anymore. <laughs> I know he's probably on his cell phone driving his BMW. How somewhere. much did that headset cost us, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we'll get the bill. <laughs> Go on, Lagunitas. It cost me thirty bucks. I don't know what's going to cost you. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, we had a couple of brew pubs too. Um, there's one in um, Truckee, California, which is literally the, the suburbs right outside of uh, Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. called Fifty Fifty, and it's really nice. And it's a small, like you know, almost like a, a like a Long Valley brew pub type thing. Mm. They don't distribute, but it was it was solid beer. They I bet really their lines were clean though. What was the name again? <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, it's called Fifty Fifty, mm-hmm. um, spelled out. Not letter. And, mm-hmm. and you're right, Warren. All their lines were clean that I tasted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Long, Long Valley, Valley Dirty Lines, except good beer. <laughs> Why do you say that Long Valley had dirty lines? They always have dirty lines. Oh, always. Yeah, and, it's just a shame because the beer is actually pretty good if you don't, ser- you know, mm-hmm. if you don't squeeze it through like cat intestines before you. Put it in the <laughs> rotten, rotten cat intestines. And you know what sucks? Well, I, I shouldn't make fun of anyone. Anyway, move on. Let's let's get on with it. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, let's not break balls too bad. Um, and like I said, we went to uh, Ukiah Brewing Company, which is in uh, in Ukiah, California, and that was a, a small operation. But that was the all organic joint I mentioned before, and um, they actually had a, a beer that was. Instead of hops, they had the um, uh, yarrow, yarrow flowers. Nice. Which was it was really good. It, it's like spicy and kind of 
it's a little bitter, but it's more spicy than than um, it is floral. Sounds like, like a, a go like good a like a rye wheat beer, you know. Yeah, it was almost like an IPA, but done with these flowers, and um, that's I I'm inspired to actually try that. That was really really good. And unlike most brew pubs, they actually had four or five different lager styles. Um, they had a regular lager, they had a Czech Pills, and they had a couple different box. They had like a Marzen and a and a double box, which is pretty good. And yeah, uh, this is one of those nights where Meg and I were like, "All right, fuck this, we're taking a taxi to this place." We just got bombed. <laughs> it had like every beer. Yeah, and, why wouldn't um, you? It was a good time. Yeah. Isn't yarrow? Isn't that one of the ingredients, like the ancient ingredients from Gruet? Yes. Um, actually, yarrow was actually put into like ancient Egypt beer. Okay. Um, it's Dude, actually one of the one of the ingredients on the ancient Egypt recipe that they found in a tomb. Yeah, and it's it's a really it, it actually subs really well for hops. It, it really I didn't miss the hops. I mean, it tasted different, but it, it wasn't like one of those weird experimental beers, and you're like, ah, fuck, this is bad. So it was the flowers. It wasn't the root. That's what they said. They said flowers on on the menu. So gonna have to assume that's what they did. But was it psychotropic? Did you get any? Uh... I did not get a wicked buzz or anything. Right. No, unfortunately. Hey, uh, Eric, i got to thank you for bringing this honey porter. It's off the hook. It's really good. Thank you. Cheers, yes. buddy. I'm so happy to bring it. it it's I, I am starting to think, like, something in the the fact that it's in a smaller six-and-a-half-ounce bottle, I don't know. It just has a, a kind of a, a, a well-rounded kind of body with a nice... You know, I don't think I got I would, that mellowness from the from the twelve ounce bottle. I would actually be interested to compare the two side by side because now that you said that, it's funny because I've had this beer before. You have, I know. I've yeah. had this beer before, the same beer, and yep. I don't know. Maybe it's just the cool factor of the Coke bottles, but it just know, it seems it's, it's, to taste better. I don't know. I'm telling you, I feel the same <laughs> way. It's I don't know. I think it's, it's the remnants of the Coke that was in the bottle. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It was, but still, it's creamier. It's it's just all around creamier, got a, uh, a a more of a mellowness and a balance to it that that I gotta say the twelve ounces <laughs> yeah, don't, don't seem to have that edge. Something to it, man. It's a, well done. Yeah, it's cheers, possible thank you. because I mean you know you've got a refermentation and you know we we know from plenty of brewery experiments that the size and the ratio of you know height yep. to width of a fermenter makes a difference in the beer. So yep, this, the it's pressure. Possible. The That's pressure very, on the yeast and everything, and the shape of the vessel. I mean, it, exactly. It, yeah. it definitely could That's have contributed something different to the taste. Yeah, you're absolutely you know, right. There's, there might be something to Guinness, this. Guinness makes a bottle shape just like the Coke bottles of the old. They make a bottle shape just like that for their Guinness. I really? wonder if that's probably why they put it in that bottle because it probably it's tastes smaller. better. No, it's not smaller. It's the same shape. It could just affect the way the, the yeast reacts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's I possible. Think, yeah, but we've all bottled in all kinds of beer bottles and shit. I yeah, I've never bottled in a Coke bottle. But though. I've never bottled in a Coke bottle, <laughs> and I've never bottled six and a half ounces at a time. You know, so it makes for a long bottling day. Yeah, especially when you're brewing ten gallons well, at a time. Yeah. It's like oh four hundred seventy-two well, bottles. Yeah, Customers come in my store. So what do we get? You get uh, you know six hundred and twenty-two Coke bottles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you get a truck that pulls up to your house and unloads all these Coke bottles, but it's not Coca-Cola. Yep. But 
Anyway. It's interesting. This is a very uh, new thing. I've never. Uh, so Lagunitas, we'll get we'll move on to Lagunitas here in a little bit. I just wanted to tell you real quick, Forrest. When we were out at NHC, we got to meet one of the salesmen from Lagunitas. You Trevor. did. You did. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, Warren was lost I in missed. space. I was lost in space. I don't know where the fuck you were. I was at were. fucking Geno's. Is where I was. I went oh, to Geno's okay. that night. What's Lagunitas? Uh, they're a brewery out of California. They're really good. Oh, and, sorry uh, for my ignorance. I just didn't know. We met known. Trevor. He's a salesman on the East Coast, and it winds up he went to school with, or knows some of the same people I went to. He's a little bit younger than me, but he went to school or hung out with some of the same people I did, which was pretty wild. And he lives right in Newton, so we're going to get him into the studio soon. And he actually poured at uh, Blackstone. He did. He poured at Blackstone's recently, right around the corner, pints which was half, very cool. Half-price pints of his beer. Yep, and if you guys have never seen Lagunitas New Glass, it's a mason jar pretty yeah. much, and there's three numbers on there. And I'll, yeah, actually, I picked one up um, while we were there. I'm actually drinking out of it right now. Does it have to there be like go. April 11th? What, what is it? What are the three numbers? <laughs> no, April 20th. April 20th, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the first number is 420. <laughs> first number is 420. Go ahead. Say what the second numbers are. 007. The, the second one, I, I got some lacing here. I can't read it. It says... Uh, that's weird. It looks like it's a fraction. It looks like ten over six. Right. Yep. Whatever the fuck that is. It doesn't matter. Four twenty. <laughs> that would be. Uh, there you go. There. There's the trivia question for the chat. Ten over six. What, what is that? that? Right. Oh, ten. So over the first ten six. <laughs> the first person to put that in the chat, if they know what that is, ten over six, is going to get a. Right, a vial of White Labs, a coupon and, for a and, vial uh, of White Labs. The third number down is 3.14 and then three dots, so pi. Yeah, pi. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, if you guys know what 10 over 6 is, the fraction on the uh, mason jar, pint glass, whatever you want to call it, type that in the chat and you guys will get a coupon for a free vial of yeast that you could redeem at Homebrew University, by the way. If uh, you're yes, you can. Absolutely, come by. We can get that that white labs ease, buddy. That was force. That was force burping. That was not me, but I, <laughs> I, I'd be proud if it were me. <laughs> so tell us about Lagunitas a little bit. All right, it, it it was a very very different setup from Sierra Nevada. In fact, they could <laughs> probably could not be more different, and um, it, not in a good or a bad way. So just fun. just very very different. Their tour was a lot uh, more informal, and it was shorter. And uh, we, we got the guy who – apparently we got lucky. We got the guy who used to do all the tours all the time. Um, he's this cool, like, tall dude with dreadlocks, and he's, like, just really funny. Um, and he, they, they talk about weed a lot. Well, I mean, that's, like, definitely <laughs> – <laughs> they are definitely down for the green at Lagunitas. It is, and they, they kind of say that they're, you know, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Like, no, nah, it's a big fucking deal. Didn't they're they come by, like, in a bus, and you walk into the bus, and there's all this smoke. You're like, yeah, it smells kind of funny in here. Like, that, was, that, was <laughs> Willie, right? that was Willie Nelson's bus. Well, they just they just have a, a, so many references to it in their products, and um, the guy told a story about – they actually got raided by ATF, and um, because when they first got going, they used to have these huge parties, and they would invite you know everyone from the town and just come hang out at the brewery and like drink beer, and like of course everyone's smoking weed, and the, the you know ATF actually thought they were selling weed, like that was part of the reason they were having the party, so they put undercover agents in to pretend to be you know party goers. And for weeks, they, no, they couldn't find anything because they weren't selling weed. <laughs> and finally, this one guy, this random guy at the party, um, fired up this ginormous, you know, Bob Marley-sized freaking <laughs> split. Spliff, and 
they were like, okay, that's enough weed. We're going to, you know, call in the fucking, you know, shock troopers. So they actually came in and raided the place and shut it down. And um, they ended up giving them some kind of fine. And they said, all right, you have to shut down for 20 days uh, per, you know, per the violation rules. And so the guy, you know, the owner of the brewery was incensed, of course. And Mm -hmm. he's like, we won't fight this in court if you let us pick, what, 20 days. And they were like, okay. You can pick the time. You can pick the time, but you have to. That's you know, a great response. Have to do the twenty days. And it was on like, April twentieth, okay. wasn't it? So what they did was they shut down on like December or uh, January first, mm-hmm. right? And then they opened on um, the twenty-first in in honor of the twenty-first amendment. And during the time that they were shut down, and by the way, if you're not a constitutional scholar, twenty-first amendment abolished uh, prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um. And during the time that they were shut down, they made a lot of infrastructure improvements that they've been wanting to do but didn't have time to do because they were too busy making beer. So they put in a new bottling line. They added a couple more boilers. They just did all this perfect. great stuff that they were going to do. They needed perfect. to do anyway. Yeah, perfect. So when, when they emerged from it, they were much, much stronger. And when they reopened, it was like a big deal. They had the you know, local news was out there talking about it, and they were like – the guy said – you know, if you want to complain about the federal government ever does anything for anybody, trust me, they did plenty for us. Our sales almost doubled within that year after that happened because we got so much media attention. So, Absolutely, they, that's how the shit works. Right, and they've got a they've got a beer to commemorate that. It's the I forget what it's called, the whatever the you know shut down beer. Yeah. Um, and at the bottom it says whatever we're still here, which is pretty funny. So they, <laughs> once a year they brew that one as a as a fuck you to the government. They have some really cool fucking labels too. They yeah. do, and yeah, and the, the story. And I never knew what the hell this was. They have this beer. It just says censored, right? It's the Lagunitas censored ale. It doesn't actually. You, you don't know what it is, and there's a big censored block over the logo. So the story is, it was a really really hoppy beer, and it kind of smelled like weed. So they called it Chronic. And they spelled it with a K and, you know, a little bit different spelling. But, you know, obviously everyone's going to know what it is. So you have to submit your labels to, I forget, some governing body. I don't know if it's ATF or TTB. Well, whoever it was for California, yeah, they looked at the label. And the guy didn't understand what chronic was. So he just said, oh, okay, this looks pretty cool. I like the dog on there. All right, we'll just approve that. And, um... The, apparently the kids uh, the guy's son came home from college and saw the label sitting on his desk and said dad do you know what chronic means and he goes no and the kid told him and then he rejected it once he found out it was a marijuana reference um and so as a joke they sent back another label with the word censored over it at kind of as almost like a fuck you you're an idiot and the guy's like all right you can do that and it was kind of a joke but he approved it and so that's what they went with and According to the get the tour guide, every year they make the censored a little bit smaller. So now it's to the point where you can almost read what it says, which is chronic underneath, but you still can't quite read it. So that's kind of a cool story behind that beer. It was awesome. a, supposed to be a, a weed reference. And Actually, now I think it's time for me to break open that Lagunitas. Yeah, we do have some Lagunitas in the house. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's oh, like... Man, I, really? We don't have censored. We have, the, uh, we have the WTF. The Wilco Foxtrot Tango. Oh, that's yeah. what that stands for? Man, I've been getting it wrong all these times. Jeez. Yeah, I can't, dude, I cannot wait to get Trevor in the studio because he's bound to bring us some good Lagunitas here, beer. Here you go. Here's a cup I, for you. I will be there if I miss my anniversary. If I get 
by the way, Forrest. I'm so pissed, though, because you guys talk about that fucking party, the after party or the pre-party. The before I'm party, so yeah, it was amazing. Mad at myself for they flipped that. up, so we walk in, right? Let yeah. me let me give you a little rundown of how it went. <laughs> we run into Tasty Mike McDowell from the BN. He's like, "Hey, you guys want to go to a party?" I'm like, "Does a fucking fish fart bubbles?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it was. Don't. I think it was right right before uh, pro night. He's like, "Oh, you want to go to a party?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, it's room 770 in this hotel, and you know the Mary, the Hilton Garden or whatever." I'm like, "Tell you what, dude, are you going there now?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Why don't we just follow you?" So we just got a train of people. We followed him over there. We roll up to this room. There's a Lagunitas poster on the door. The bathtub is filled with beer. I mean, filled with Lagunitas beer. Mitch Steele's hanging out from Stone. In the back of the room, they got the bed flipped up, and there's a girl and a dude playing like guitar. Bed. Yeah, they they flip the bed up against the wall, and there's a guy and a girl playing guitar and banjo, just fucking jamming out. They had I forget what it was. It was something like two thousand dollars worth of sandwiches, salads. It was just it was incredible. And then I met Trevor. One of these was, parties where you like. Oh yeah, it was it was jammed in there. It was pretty packed, but it was cool. It, it was really cool, and uh, I want to thank Tasty for cluing us into that one. Although I think it was after I got home, I looked into the uh, program for NHC because I don't read that shit when we're there. It was actually in the back of the program, so if you did a little research, yeah, you could anyone could have showed up, but it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I think I um, never knew about it. And, you know, I, I forget. I, I, was it talking to? I think it was you, Jay. We're talking about, um, or maybe it was Warren. The, I I bumped into or saw the head brewer Lagunitas while I was on the tour, and he's the he's the dude with like the long hair pulled back. He looks like he'd be in Pearl Jam. Exactly. In I think is it, Is his you know, name Jeremy? And like the you know, <laughs> it was awesome. He spoke in cool class dude. today. I'm trying to think of his name. Is it Jeremy? It's not Jeremy. Is I it? actually didn't get it. Well, that's a good Pearl Jam song, but right. Um, I didn't get his name. I just you know the guy the guy on the tour pointed him out. Oh hey, that's our head brewer, and, and he's you know he, he said hey to everybody and poured himself a beer and then walked off. Yeah, <laughs> was he cool. was, he was hanging with us. He was really cool, and I can't remember his name to save my life. I have I have. Have his card Actually, yeah, somewhere. we got the chat says it's definitely Jeremy. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was. He was a cool dude, man. He was really cool, and that, that party was just off the hook. And Mitch Steele was cool, and it was just cool. We were kind of hanging with like brewing royalty. I mean, we had the head brewer of Stone and head brewer of Lagunitas, Tasty McDowell from the BN. It was cool. We were all just hanging out. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. I mean the whole NHC was cool for us, and we missed you, buddy. Believe me, we did. I was know? just about to it, say that it, before. It, it really killed me to like because I, I, I know it did. Tickets. I know. I had the tickets and I sold them, um, or I got a refund, and it killed me to do it. But it was one of those things where like I knew I was gonna drop a bunch of money and have a good. I mean yeah. I knew I was gonna have fun, but like, then we're gonna go on this big, not very cheap, you know, trip to California, and it was like. Yeah, but you I, know what? You I don't got to try to do both and have any money to spend on the trip in California because I'd be mad about that. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. No, you you had a good time. You got I, you I got the better end of the yeah, deal, yeah, man. Because traveling, I mean, yeah, we went to Philly and we went to basically a big beer festival. But, that, you, know, but yeah. you got to travel, yeah, man. Absolutely. You you got the whole experience. You know, yeah, dude. Of like, I don't know if you guys have been in California. Never. I, I've not never yet. been to like. I've been to California, but only like the deserty part and yeah. in the. In the the eastern part of the state. I've never been to the northern area. We actually went through a couple areas of redwoods. Yeah, and those are fucking awesome. And got out and took some... I got some pictures of me next to these fucking trees. It's like insane. Yeah. It's like I look like an ant next to this tree. And just to think that they were there 250 years ago. Or, it, even or more, yeah. yeah. It's like crazy. Like it, 
it really is a whole different world. Northern California is a very different different place from the northeast well i I cannot i cannot stress that enough i told you even over the same latitude i i actually told you that story about going out in san francisco i was there in july and it was snowing you know because the cold air comes right off the pacific ocean right right and like it's funny every single day there are certain towns that are if you're close enough to the water they get fog rolling in every fucking day it doesn't matter how hot it is outside or what it's just weird fog just rolls in and san francisco is like that you know, we didn't spend any time in the city. We literally just flew in, got the car, and drove out. I wish you had, because it's it's a, it's. Well, a, we just didn't have time. You know, yeah, we have I so know. many days, and I, I got a buddy who's moving out to San Fran soon. So there um, you go. You so next end. summer we're gonna go hang with him, and he can show us around town. Yeah. But um, coming back to go to the airport, we actually went across the Golden Gate Bridge, and. Um, it was just cool. The fog was coming in. It was right. like just like postcard shit. It was it's, amazing. It's, it's smaller than you. Uh, for me, it was smaller than I imagined it to be, but it was quite large when I was up on that mountain taking the photographs of the Golden Gate Bridge when the fog was rolling in. Yeah. It started it's, snowing. I, I'm like, holy shit. Cause you're, I thought it was a pretty decent-sized bridge, but you know, nothing not the compares to your imagination. Veranzano no, no. you know? <laughs> and I think the, the George Washington Bridge are bigger, but if you get a chance going over to Oakland on the Oakland Bay Bridge, that thing goes on for miles. You're on the water forever. I'm pretty sure we went out that way because we, we went out north through Oakland, so I'm pretty sure that's the bridge we went over, yeah. which was awesome. We didn't have any cash on us. We blew it all in the airport, and we <laughs> immediately got a toll violation. We didn't have any money. That was the first thing we did in California, nice. toll violation. Nice. nice. That's awesome. What was at the airport? Well, it was at the, the, the Oakland uh, Bridge. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah I guess the that's the one where right I was talking there, about. Yeah, the Oakland no, Bay Bridge cool. is it's quite large. Yeah, it's like five bucks, but we, we, you know, so, cost uh, twenty. One of the things that I loved about NHC, I was that guy for us. After Pro Brewers Night, the club people that we were there with were gone. Everybody was gone, and I'm that guy walking around trying to find out who's still pouring. <laughs> well, all the all the you know crap brewers are all packing shit up, and I go over to Rogue. And the, the brewmaster was there. Um, John Mayer? John. And he had the beard brew. I'm like, what do you got? Uh, did you try it? Yeah, yeah. That's the one that he cultivated the yeast from his beard, right? Yeah, yep. Uh-huh. I, I, oh, yep. That's cool. So uh, I'm drinking this with him. And he's like, I'm like, really? what else? I go, I go, what else do you have from there? And he goes, I got a braggot. I said, get out of here. You have a braggot? I go, we are New Jersey hops. You have to come by our our booth because we have a braggot too. Can I try some? He's like, absolutely. So he poured, p- p- I'm sorry, picked out a bottle and poured me a half a glass of braggot. He poured himself a half glass of braggot and he poured the rest of it into his, I guess, his wife or some some lady that was there. And we cheersed. I'm like, you better be at my booth, you know. And then I'm I'm not, I'm that drunk guy that's walking around going, oh, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Goes up to the next table. You better be yep, at my no. booth. So man. the next day, I'm, we're pouring, and guess who fucking comes up to our booth? Did he really? He I, came I up. fucking missed it. Dude. I'm like, all right, this guy needs a braggot. Not he only is it a braggot, it was a sour. It was braggot. a sour braggot, and he's like, this is good. This is really good. So it was really reassuring. But what's cool about it is that our club made it. It wasn't just me. It was yeah, our yeah. club. You know, that was awesome. So. That's what you get out of the NHC. And we still have uh, 50, one of the many things. Fifty-some awesome. gallons of that left sitting in a barrel, waiting to be kegged <laughs> and waiting to be pulled, and something else to be put back in. So we'll be we'll be pouring that at uh, Music on the Mountain for sure. Yes. We're gonna have to at least pull off another five gallons yeah, of that for absolutely. Music on the Mountain for sure. for sure. Listen, the next sound you're gonna hear is me opening a WTF. Lagunitas WTF. WTF Wilco Tango Foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. All right, guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be that right back, awesome. and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for you. Cheers. You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. My name's Ben Merrill, and you're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. We're taking a shit. <laughs> sucking the cream filling out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast. It's JW. I'm from the Shippen in Milford, New Jersey, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. I gotta find some dumb hot chicks to interview. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beer? Another intelligent discussion about beer. So what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? Really, you're asking that kind of thing. What kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well, apparently what I have right now is copper and dark ale. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my kind of beer, but right now, it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim, what do you like about the beer you're drinking there? Uh, this uh, this beer right here, the best part about this beer um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has uh, carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness, I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh, the tastes are fantastic. What, so, what, what are some of the, the flavors you're getting out of that beer? Uh, well, definitely I, I can taste, uh, I taste more of the wetness than anything. Um, and once again, the bubbles. So more or less the bubbles and the wetness is what I'm tasting at this point. How about you guys? What what, what was your favorite beers? Uh, Magic Hat Citrus Boy. Hey, this is Casey Kramer. I'm from Riververse Brewing Company, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. 
Signature Workcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom Graphics, located at 117 Washington Street, New Jersey, is your only source for signs, lettering, and large format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web, customgraphicsnj.com. Custom Graphics, your source for everything lettering and large-scale printing. CustomGraphicsNJ.com. That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Yo, yo, yo. Forrest, we still got you? Forrest? Uh-oh. Did we oh, lose? Oh, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had my uh, I had my uh, thing muted and I forgot to turn it back on. Oh, no problem. Cool. See, you know how to rock it. You mute during the commercial breaks. You you got it tuned in. Well, I, was, I just muted the mic because I was burping a lot and, I, and like all kinds of shit, so I just turned it off and then... Nice. I forgot to turn it back on. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my wife came in, started belching. It was not pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> she totally farted. <laughs> nice. She did a cheek lift and everything. Oh, nice. The one, the bare-ass table fart? <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How is that, Meg? Is she there? <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's um, she's actually got a, um, a bridal shower thing tomorrow in Long Island, so she's um, kind of taking it easy tonight because it's going to be a long day. But, uh, gotcha. yeah, she's good. She's doing good. Good. Yeah, we're trying to, we, we want to come hang out with you guys real soon. Absolutely. Definitely. I actually brought you back uh, a little something, something. Only not a little something, something from Lagunitas. I actually brought you some stuff from Sierra Nevada. Oh, so nice. I, was, I was hoping I was going to get to see you tonight, but uh, just didn't pay. It took way long at the dealership, bro. Yeah, I hear you. Eh, it, was, it was ridiculous. It happens, but you got a new car and it's all good. Yep, it's all good. Nice, nice. All right, the boys are out having a smoke. They'll be back in in a minute. There they come, parading in the door as we as we talk. And do you have uh, you have a headset on or you have speakers on? No, it's a headset. Oh, okay, I'm getting a little bit of a little bit of uh, delay here. So I guess yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. We kind of covered we covered Sierra Nevada. We covered Lagunitas. Yeah, actually, I could really quickly talk about. Um, there were some really cool beers that they were only serving locally. Um, that's one of the great things about going to those places. Um, their their serving room or the tap, the restaurant or whatever usually has beers that 
they either don't distribute or only distribute very locally. So if it's a far away brewery, it's a, it's a it's cool. Like you know, for us, obviously that's really far. We're never going to see a lot of those beers. Um, but Lagunitas had a, a like a pale ale with Galaxy hops, and it was really good. Um, and they had a bunch of w- wacky shit, and they they do flights um, that were really cheap. They were small, but they were you know the cost like was like five bucks for you know two ounces of like four or five beers and you could really just get a taste of it but you could you could put anything on it even like the 12 and 13 percent beers it didn't fucking matter you just put them on there so of course we did like one regular flight and then one of like monster beer flight you know and um it was nice to taste like the cappuccino stout like the one they do on sites like 13 percent. i think the one of the stores like nine or ten um just a little bit different and uh sierra nevada actually our, our waiter told me something very interesting because he was telling me that the recipe for the bottle or cans pale ale, their their main beer, is not the same as their draft beer that you would get at a bar. It's a little different. The one in the can, the bottle is a little bit stronger and a little bit hoppier. So they actually have the can bottle recipe on tap at the restaurant, but that's the only place you can get it. So it, I got that just just out of curiosity, you know. I mean, it's not even that much different, but you know, what the hell? Right. It's it's funny you say that because maybe I'm totally wrong here, but I seem to remember. And again, my memory's kind of shot. Too many beers over the years, but I seem to remember when Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. When I first got turned on to that, I thought, and I could be wrong, I thought that it was 5.5 percent ABV. And then recently, the last time I had it was. I don't know, probably last summer, you know, as far as buying a keg. And I thought that it was 5.0%. Yeah, I think the bottle is like 5.6 or something. You're right. It's 5.5, five, 5.6, five, something like that. And the, the keg kegs are less. It's actually a little bit less strong. Okay. All right. So it, I wasn't, it's, I wasn't it's just way, dreaming. It's that way by design for okay. some reason. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was like, wait a minute. I seem to remember reading on the bottles. I thought it was like 5.5 or 5.6. And I got a keg recently, well, a few months ago, I guess. And it said 5.0. I'm like, wait a minute, that that uh, that doesn't make sense. But uh, now now it makes sense. Right, and like that's the kind of thing I would have just assumed they did the same exact beer. And I, I don't know, maybe it travels better at that percentage, or uh, who knows? I, I don't. They didn't explain why they did it differently. Right. But um, you basically, if you get it on draft, you're getting a different beer than you get in the bottle. It's not crazy different, obviously, but it's right. It's um enough that they actually do it differently at the uh, at the restaurant you can get either one you want you can get the normal draft or you can get the bottle recipe so it's kind of cool i like you know all kind of wacky stuff that they you know they don't distribute like they do experimental beers at lagunitas that's kind of not like a taste testing because they've already taste tested it but it's stuff that they may not want to distribute or it's too expensive to distribute or whatever but you can get it there and um the food of, of both places is fantastic but Dude, I got the smoked brisket sandwich at Lagunitas. They smoke it on site. It was phenomenal. Now dude, you would have loved it as, as yeah. a smoker, dude. You would have just been like blown away. Yeah, my ears just got perky. Yeah, I could see he, oh, leaned, he leaned right was, into the microphone. You said smoked smoke. brisket. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it was it was smoked. You know, it had a, enough smoke flavor to, to be good, but it wasn't overpoweringly smoky. Right. And it was just the right amount of uh, you know just uh, tender enough that you know a nice. You know, like a brisket's a pretty shitty cut of meat unless you do something serious to it, like pressure cook it or smoke it. But they did it just right. It, it was really good. 
And I heard that they just opened the restaurant there. Like that, that was that's a new thing. Oh, like, cool! You know, you got to experience year, it, so. right? That's awesome. It, it, it the food was really good, and they have you know Meg was happy because they had four or five uh, vegetarian options. In addition to all the other stuff, they got really good appetizers. Hey, did you ever get to go over to Marley's? Did you guys go over to Marley's? We did not. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was like we you know we had these huge plans about all the things we we're gonna do, and we started looking at well we got nine days. Either we can spend all of it in a car and do all these things for like 12 minutes, <laughs> or we can or we can enjoy some of it. So we kind of scaled it back once we got there. And um, right now, and, it, and, and surprisingly, a lot of breweries we expected would have a tour didn't have a tour. We could have gone to like four or five more easily. We passed them. They just didn't have a, a you know a public a, you know any kind of interface. And I understand that you're a small operation. You can't dedicate a person to you know to deal with people in the public, but it just seems like on the East Coast, everyone does a tour, right? Pretty much, and it did, that was not the case out there. Only only the medium to large size, you know, breweries would actually entertain a tour. And you know, we missed Anderson Valley barely. Um, the timing just didn't work. And I've heard they have a very funky, weird ass tasting room, which I really wanted to see because they're they're the solar they're powered, in, right? In Andersonville, I guess, is the town. And I multiple people when we were out there told us that. They actually have their own like sub language there, and I've like heard historically, that. I've and heard that. if you look at the labels, you'll see weird ass shit on the label Anderson Valley. That's part of that, you know, the pigeon language or brogue or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was really looking forward to checking it out. It just didn't, it just didn't work out. Like we were gonna have to like kill a bunch of other things That's to go cool. do it. So it was one of those. Um, it was little, a Sophie's choice moment. You little know? Gaelic going <laughs> to, on to not go right. to Anderson Valley. Yeah, Anderson Valley. They're all solar powered, right? Yes, I believe they are. Yeah. yeah. I think they're like one of the only solar-powered breweries. Well, I guess Sierra Nevada is using it's a lot like, of solar. Right. Yeah. Sierra Nevada does solar and uh, hydrogen power. Now, and now, are they moving that same, getting back on Sierra Nevada, are they, they're they moving to Tennessee, is it? Or North Carolina. North Carolina? No, they're already Asheville. up. It's Asheville. Asheville. Yeah. Asheville, Asheville yeah. North yeah. Carolina. And they're uh, doing the same thing out there, too, right? They're going to put up a... Um, I'm sure it, it's actually going to be on a lake, apparently, right, okay. and you, they're they're going to arrange the um, hydropower. The, well, they're going to they're going to do their restaurant so that you could drive your boat up and oh, dock nice. it. Nice. Yeah. I, rumor is New Belgians going to Asheville area too. It, it seems like There's Asheville is the next beer mecca. There's one more big brewer going there. I can't yeah, think of the name. Homebrew University is going to Asheville too. Nice. <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> I want I want listen. I want to open that store. Just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, um, uh, there's another brewery in Asheville opening, and I believe it's um, New Belgium. Yeah. I yeah. believe yep. that's that's what's mm-hmm. opening. And also, Lagunitas is opening in Chicago. Wow. They're they're going to be opening one next year in Chicago. Nice. Because they, they want, you know, they're, they're having trouble distributing to the East Coast because all the beer just gets sold off as it goes as it goes east, and they want to have a middle-of-the-country operation to supply the East Coast and the... And the and the center part of the country, so that's mm-hmm. that's their plan. But yeah, like Lagunitas is blowing up. I mean, they're adding stuff as fast as they can. It's insane. So nice. that's good. That's good news. Good news it's for crafty. Oh news. hell yeah, yeah. It's good news that we're gonna get some really good beer out here. And uh, dude, I cannot wait if um, what you call it? Uh, you just said the brewery name. I'm fucking brain oh, farting. New, New Belgium. Belgium. New Belgium, yeah. If they they come out here, all I know is if I can get lawfully 
in my local. Lawfully flat tire. I mean, they, 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 they just have the fat tire is really good. I love me some fat tire, but lawfully, it's like it. It reminds me a lot of our Flanders Red. Right. It's just like a yeah. gateway sour beer. It's not yeah. overly sour. Right, right, right. It's not over the top in any direction. It's just a very enjoyable, quaffable sour beer. And that, that's kind of the beer that got me to enjoy sours. Right, right, right. You know, you know what surprised me talking about sour beers is Monk's. Um, their sour. Their Flanders? It's I love really their Flanders. Good. Their Flanders, their Flanders wasn't sour was amazing. at all. It wasn't, like, it was sour, but it wasn't, like, sour It's sweet. It was very by sweet. The way, sweet. By the Monk's way, uh, blood, Warren, you, you know? can buy that at the shop right in Flanders. The, the Monk's Blood? I'm sorry, uh, the, um, not Flanders, uh, the one in, um, in uh, two, uh, uh Andover. Or, or Andover, yeah. Or Byram, yeah. Byram yeah. Shop Actually, you can buy Monk's Cafe in a six-pack at that one. Is it? It's Monk's Blood, right? Is that what they call no, it? No, Monk's. It's uh, it's Monk's actual Monk's Cafe. Flanders it's it's okay. from Philly. It's that they actually distribute it. Yep, Monk's Cafe Flanders Red. Yeah, you can get that at the Byram uh, Shoprite. It's awesome. That's a, gr- great a good great bottle shop. You know, and you're talking about like the uh, the Gateway. I don't think that's uh, that's far from a Gateway beer. If you want to try oh, something, no. you know, you go ahead and have that because you'll. It's sweet, tower. It's sweet and sour, but it's like sour and sweet. You know, it's yeah, just you more don't, sweetness. There, you don't want to so. give someone like a, you know, <laughs> Rodenbach Grand Cru for their first sour beer. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> or the Goose Lambic beer. I, I that still I got don't tonight. even like that one. I really don't either. I actually and I like sour beer, but I don't like that one. Yeah, I do too. I like some sour beers, but the last I had that and. Uh, that kind of shut me down on sours for a while because it, it was just like vinegar to me. It was just way too yeah. acidic, way too sour. Tastes good on salad. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, to make it make a great vinaigrette. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say with vinegar and some spices. Right. You, you could literally just put that in a pot and reduce it by about half, and it would be the most amazing like marinade or salad dressing. Right. Right. Exactly. All right, Forrest. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. And uh, I want to thank you for calling in and hanging out. Sorry we had a fucking epic fail in the beginning of the show. I don't know what happened. I hope Dude, it happens. It I happens. love this show. I think the show turned out good. And for us, really quickly on a different note, business, yep. um, we're canceled for tomorrow. Yeah, I saw your text. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll get in touch with you. Yep, please do. I'm, help, I'm For anyone who's listening and curious, I'm helping Warren do the uh, e-commerce end of his, uh, his Homebrew University. So... We're oh, doing, the, doing the website and trying to get it all straightened out. And also, Forrest, I just wanted to say we did miss your presence at the AHC. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. Wish you were there. We had a lot of shit oh, to talk man, about. Oh, man, me too, bro. I, I gave Betsy a big hug for you, buddy. I know. I've like, I've had, Dude, I've had hundreds of emails with her. I really wanted to meet her in person. So I was pretty bummed about that. She's um, an awesome gal, man. She's yeah, she I, I know. She's very so cool. cool. She was very cool. But, um, yeah, so we'll talk to you soon, buddy. We'll get together. We'll hang out. We'll drink some beer. And uh, hopefully, are you guys coming to mom? Oh, we're coming. All right, sweet. Are you going to brew something for it? I, if I have enough time, I guess I could probably pull it off. Well, I'll right, tell you cool. what, I know three kettles that are sitting empty somewhere. Well, I, actually, I'm I'm working with Warren on we might do a um, gluten-free brew for an article for BYO. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, maybe we could bring that fizzy, shitty beer. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to suck, but whatever. <laughs> Apples. We call it apple cider. <laughs> hey, no, we'll call it Red's Apple Ale. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Have you, anybody ever tried that? Is it yeah. bad? I, it, I like, haven't. Is it any good? No, it's like the Zima of oh, uh, really? Apple Ale. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's horrible. I haven't tried it. Well, it was funny. Uh, the other day at, uh, at cheer practice for my daughter, one of the mom's there she goes out and she's celiac and she goes to a bar and she's like 
Um, I, I need a gluten-free drink. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the barmaid comes over. <laughs> well, here, this is this Red's <laughs> Apple Ale. Ale. Gave it to her. She was sick for three oh, fucking yeah. days. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think apples and... Yeah, because the, the, wait, the waitress, barm, back, whatever you want to call her, assured her that it was gluten-free. Oh, my God. That yeah. sounds like legal liability to me. You know what, yeah. you know what the funny thing is, is that uh, I have a feeling that that beer was a beer that gone really bad and tastes like you know, all the acetyl aldehyde that was in it. Oh, it tastes like apples. Let's sell it. Now. Let's not <laughs> yeah. lose money. Let's make a brand out of it. Right. Hell, old Duels is still selling. Yeah, right. that's the next invention. I don't know how to make a fucking non-alcoholic beer at home. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See you right, later, Forrest. Hey, Forrest, hey, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Final, final gravity podcast. Final gravity. Final gravity. Final gravity. You're listening to FinalGravity.com. Beer so smooth. You about to take your clothes off. <laughs> Keep nice. listening for your chance to win some White Labs yeast and other giveaways from our friends in the brewing industry. Don't forget to sign up on our forums. Let us know who you are. And you can buy your condoms at Final Gravity. <laughs> we need some Final Gravity condoms, I'm thinking. That's right. Why not, man? They, they smell like hops, yeah. Hop condoms. Hop condoms. All right, guys, we're out. Peace. All right. Peace Cheers. out.